This is episode seven of the All Blacks podcast, and I'm JP Tocker, and with me, as usual, is Andy Burt. Now, Andy managed to get us Joseph Parker. Big Joe, he's in preparation for his fight with Huey Fury, it's pretty hard to say, and uh, that fight is May 6th at Vector Arena. So right now, Big Joe, he is in Las Vegas, training really hard, growing a, a pretty sweet beard, and we have a little bit of a chat with Joe um, about his preparation for that fight. Um, we talk about a little bit about rugby, his connection with the All Blacks, which is very strong, uh, but also just his childhood. And we sort of, um, I don't know, we, we put some tough questions to Joe. Um, obviously, he's got some Samoan heritage as well, and uh, he has to make a couple of tough decisions. He's also thrown in a little bit of a carrot for anyone that can come up with a, uh, a name for him in the, in the ring. So listen up, and as usual, feedback appreciated. And uh, we just love your support. Thanks very much. I hope you enjoy this one. Hey, I'm Dave Coles, and you're listening to the All Blacks podcast. Good afternoon, that we can welcome Joseph Parker to the All Blacks pod sh- uh, podcast. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Just uh, finished training, had some nice dinner. Now I'm just relaxing for the, the rest of the day. Yeah, we just mentioned before that the, the beard's looking quite good, it's well maintained. And yeah. uh, slightly styled as well. Yeah, I, you know, with every camp, I like to grow the beard and see how long it goes. This is probably the longest it's been. I'm quite, uh, as I was saying before, quite proud of myself that I'm able to line it up nicely and uh, sort of just keep it nice and tidy. <laughs> and what's the temperature over there in Vegas at the moment, mate? It might be a bit tough in those hot, hot temperatures. It was actually, you know, it was really hot this week, but um, just today it's been really windy and cold. So right. I think you guys caught me at the wrong time, but usually it's nice and warm and um, yeah. you know, people here enjoying pool parties and etc. while we train hard. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> hey, mate, um, we've got a bunch of questions and, and some stuff we want to talk about, but just uh, my uh, my mate here, he's of uh, Samoan heritage, and he had a good question. We were wondering... Um, we're wondering if you were a rugby player and you had to choose, would you play for the All Blacks or for Manu Samoa? I mean, oh man, that's a hard question. But, um, <laughs> Put you on the spot. The no, to be totally honest, um, you know, I'm born in Samoa. As much as I love my Samoan culture, and, and you know, I'm born in Samoa. So I'm in New Zealand, so I'm a I'm New Zealand, I'm a New Zealander with Samoan heritage and background. So, um, you know, I'll represent. New Zealand, but I, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but I'll, you know, I represent New Zealand, but I, but I love Samoa with all my heart. Mm. Yeah. And there, there was a consideration of taking this fight to Samoa at one stage? Yeah, so, you know, we're looking at taking it to Samoa because uh, we wanted, I mean, Samoa's never had a world title fight before, and um, it sort of excited us, like, having one of those, uh, it might be like one of those rumble in the jungle again. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's... Uh, we're not sure yet. You know, New Zealand's locked in May 6th, so we're, we're looking forward to, you know, put, displaying our skills again in New Zealand. And Victor Arena, mate, you have you know, over 10,000 people there. How good was it for the Ruiz fight to have all that hometown support? Oh, the craziest feeling. I walked out and like everyone was cheering, man. I had like shivers on my spine. Like I felt like the hairs on my arms were all like, like what do you call yeah. it, like all standing up. So it was, it was the best feeling ever having the, the support of your country and having everyone there watch you. And um, I, that's, you know, all I wanted to do was put on a great performance. Yeah. Hey, look, we plugged that you were going to be on the show across all the social media, and we had a whole bunch of questions come in, and we'll, we'll put a couple of those to you. But one of the things was just asking when you come to the ring, you know, a lot of boxers are quite ferocious and fierce, but when you walk down to the ring, mate, you've generally got a smile on your face. You're looking pretty casual. Uh, can you just describe, describe what you're doing there? Oh, like for me, with the fights, you know, um, uh, back in the days when I didn't train hard, I'll come to the ring a little bit worried and with mm. probably no smile because I knew I didn't put in the work. And this is like when talking about the amateur days. 
No, these days I know that I work hard in training camp and I come out, it's like uh, when I smile, it's 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 my time. No, I feel like yeah. this is my time to get in the ring. I've worked so hard for these eight eight uh, to ten weeks. Now yeah. it's my time to be excited about this and just enjoy myself. And when I'm out there, I'm actually enjoying myself. And I, I get more excited when I hear the crowd, you know, shouting and cheering me on. And it's, 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 yeah. uh, it's an awesome feeling. Can I ask you a question? I've heard Floyd Mayweather uh, talk about um, the reason why he's not nervous before the fight is because he's put in the work. And um, I think like Joe Rogan said, he was like basically sitting there next to him half an hour before he walked out there just talking about finance and the world. And mm. <laughs> Is that the philosophy that you've got? It sounds similar that you've done the hard yard so there's nothing to be worried about? Oh, it's exactly the same. Like, I, I, you know, the back in the change room, I have all my friends there and I have... You know, there's a lot of people that come in, sponsors, and we you know chat and take photos. And at the back, we're just dancing the music, telling jokes, and because um, you're not worried, you know, you're not worried. All you all you want to do is get out there and, and display what you have, and you're, you're confident in what you've you've done in training. Yeah, and during a uh, fight night, mate, with so many fights on the undercard, and you know, it's obviously Izu is part of your camp. Do you actually t- watch those fights as well, or are you just focused on your own? Yeah, um, with my brother on the undercard with the previous two fights and, mm. and easy on the last, I think, the second to last fight. Mm. I've been out there watching them fight and sort of just you know, feeling the atmosphere. But I'm, I'm out there supporting them. And then um, once they fight, I'll be back in the, the changing rooms just warming up and getting ready and have a little TV there where I can enjoy watching the fights and see what's happening outside. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, if, what if mm. it's a scenario where, like, three guys get knocked out <coughs> in a row and there's a bit of pressure yeah. for you to hurry up and get out there? Has that mm. ever happened in, in the amateur days? Oh, not in the amateur days, but I think one of the fights I had in Hamilton, you know, I was warming up at the back, and then I got the call, hey, you're on half an hour earlier. I'm like, oh, damn. So I was like, you'll have warming up, like, even yeah. faster and, and getting a good yeah. sweat up, and then we're out there yeah. half an hour earlier. So, I mean, sometimes the, team, the time does change, but, I mean, we're prepared for it. Yeah. Hey, look, just taking a step back to your early days, mate, obviously born in Samoa, um, shifted to South Born Auckland. in New Zealand, sorry. Oh, you're born, born in New, New Zealand. Zealand. Right, right. Sorry, yeah. And yeah. then, um, obviously, raised in South Auckland. What were your early, earliest kind of boxing memories there? Oh, like uh, in the South Auckland, you know, um, I grew up and I think four four years old, I, my dad started teaching me boxing. Loved yeah. the sport, named after a boxer, but couldn't box, disability. So, I mean, the early stages of my career, I mean, my dad took me to so many different gyms just to mm-hmm. test out and see what's a good coach, see if there's any sparring partners, stealing ideas from different people and, and sort of just teaching me himself. And then I think uh, at the age of 11, we joined the Pepitoli Gym. Um, and we were there for a while, from 11 to about 18, 19. And uh, I think that's where I did a lot of my training. And that's where I represented uh, New Zealand, you know, going from that gym, Pepitoli Gym. Yeah. So at what point in your career did you realise, I can I can make a make a living out of this. This can be my you know my job, effectively. At what age was that? I, I think it's still as an amateur. You know, I always had this feeling. Like I had this... Um, the sort of my mind, you know, I can I can do well in boxing. I can make some money and look after mm. my parents and my family. Mm. And I think it was at the age of 16 when I had a fight in Rotorua. I was I was about I was 16 and I was fighting a guy who was about 24. And then I went into the ring and um, knocked him around and yeah. and then sort of did really well. And I thought, hey man, this is not bad. Like, you know, I'm I'm beating up on these old guys. You know, <laughs> why don't I see if I can do it a bit more, like at a, at a better level? So yeah. I think at the age of 16, I sort of realized that I um, I was sort of a little bit bigger for my age and that I could sort of turn into a, a professional career. Did, yeah. did you play rugby at a, at a younger age? Yeah, I played uh, first 15 for Marsden College. I played uh, two two years and I played. I think rugby, yeah, both both of them. But, but I played for our first 15 for, yeah, for Marston College, and we did all right. It wasn't too bad. I actually got a cauliflower ear to sort of yeah, prove yeah, that yeah. I was a lock. Did you play lock? <laughs> I played lock. Yeah, yeah. You, you were quite of a lean stature sort of coming through the younger ages, and you've now managed to bulk up. But 
Is there a balance of, of putting on muscle versus maintaining your speed? Because like, speed's a big part of your game, right? But you, you've put on a lot of size even like probably mm. three years ago if we looked mm. at the, how you're built. Yeah. How do you yeah, that? it's like yeah, like you said, uh, growing up and coming through the um, you know, when the young age, I was quite skinny and small. Um, so it was. Uh, I thought to myself, you know, Kevin, like four years ago when I came here, Kevin said, Joe, you know, um, in two or three years' time, you're going to put on some size. Uh, you're going to get a bit bigger. And I thought to myself, what a crazy dude, you know. This is. I want to stay lean and skinny, and I'm going to have these abs, and I'm going to be sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then like four years later, man, I'm like you know a little bit bigger, and I'm more like yeah. uh, I feel like a lot stronger. So. I think it's just um, I've been trusting in the process of listening to what they give me um, food-wise and uh, my nutritionist, uh, Tanya Barry, just focusing on what Kevin tells me to do in training. So I think trusting the process, I was able to put on some size and now I'm a little bit bigger than uh, than I was before. Do you do any traditional exercise in the gym like a bench or a squat or, or something like that? Do you know, I've never touched weights uh, for the first three years wow. of boxing, right. first two and a half, three years. Didn't touch weights at all. And what about now, though? Is it, is it a bit of a mix? Only, only recently, probably the um, towards the end of last year, I, I started, we started doing weights. Wow. Mm. How did you put on? How did you put on that size? Was it just through body weight exercises, training hard? I love to eat. You know, I love food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the go-to in Vegas? Can you get a chop suey and rice? Oh no! But there's a there's a big um there's a there's a good size salmon uh, community here. So yeah. I text up one of the boys, hey brothers, you know what are you guys up to? They go, oh, having a barbecue and um you know all the salmon food. Like you want something? Oh yeah, oh, you know cheat day on a Sunday, yeah. sweet, yeah. all good. Yeah. <laughs> and are you kind of at your optimal size for a heavyweight now? Do you think, or you still want to put on a couple of kgs or drop a couple, or are you at the optimal kind of size now? At the moment, I'm 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 sitting a bit heavy. Um, I just think just you know because I told you guys I love food, but I'm trying to drop a bit of weight, probably about four or five kgs. Yeah. Uh, for this particular fight, I want to be moving in real fast and, and chasing yeah. around, so I have to be a bit lighter on my feet. For sure. And <clears> who <throat> were your as a younger boxer, mate? Who were your influences? Obviously, David Tua must have loomed pretty large there. Um, David Tua. What about international boxers like so Lennox Lewis? David, with compared your David Tua. David Tua, Shane Cameron, I loved uh, Marcelino Masoy, who was also a champion, a Samoan champion. But the, the guy that I really looked up to was uh, uh, Lennox Lewis, just because of the height they had, how he used his reach. Um, he was smart with his money, and he's also smart with how he finished off at the top. And a lot of fighters nowadays, you know, they retire, and then all of a sudden you offer them this money, they come back, and then they sort of ruin the legacy that they had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he retired the champion. Um, another person who I looked up to was Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. And even though he, in his prime, he was the man, he was the beast, but he sort of came back and he's still fighting now, which I don't think he should be. Yeah. Do you think Floyd Mayweather's making the wrong mistake and taking on um, on McGregor, if it happens? Uh, I, for me, I, I feel like no one can touch Floyd. Like I feel like uh, you know he's uh, a lot of people don't find him interesting and entertaining yeah. and boring. But I find that when I watch him as a boxing person and who loves the sport, it's so hard to do what he does. Um, yeah. He retired. Uh, not long, like I mean, last last year or two years ago, and he was still in perfect shape. He yeah. his, his mind's intact, and he yeah. no one could even beat him. So I think mm. for him to come back, it's a, it's, it's going to be an exciting sort of lead up to the fight. But I'm not quite sure if McGregor can. But we'll certainly if he does, he will shock the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be huge. So you could you couldn't call it. You'd be you'd be calling Floyd if you had to if you had to make a choice for that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll back Floyd. Like, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Why is it so hard to beat Floyd Mayweather? Oh, he's he's perfected the 
like the, the what do you call it, um, defensive style and movement, like that movement that he does for twelve rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I for me as a heavyweight, I can do that for one or two or three rounds, yeah. and then I'm snacked. Yeah. Whereas he can do it for twelve rounds and, and still go and finish the fight, not even breathing heavy. So yeah. he's uh, perfected the style that no no one can actually catch him and hurt him. The feet are constantly moving, aren't they? As a heavyweight, yeah, as a heavyweight yourself, when you do get tired in the ring, what do you do? Obviously, you don't want your opponent to know you're tired. Do you have any kind of mechanisms to cope with that, or to pretend that you're not tired, or what? What do you do then? Yeah. Oh, when you're in the ring and you're a bit tired, you just you know dance around and you smile. You, yeah. You, you smile to show that you're not really tired and hurt, but yeah. actually you're trying to get some air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, are, are, are you on the roads like Rocky was, um, putting in the the miles or the Ks? Yeah, we, we run, uh, most days we run five miles, which is about eight, eight kilometers, eight, nine kilometers. So we're, we're putting in the, and, you know, I talked to Rocky himself and he told me that's very important to do so. Yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> talked to him. I haven't, I haven't talked to him. <laughs> Have you met, met Stallone? Have you had a chance to meet nah, him? Nah. I haven't met him yet. I've, I've ran the, the steps that he ran up though, but I, oh, I haven't met him yet. Yeah. One day, hopefully. But yeah. living in Vegas, mate, obviously it'd be quite a great lifestyle over there, but also you're exposed to a lot of these top-level top, top level boxers, and I understand you've met Mike Tyson as well and Larry Holmes and Evander Holyfield yeah. as well, I believe. And can you just tell us some of those stories? What about Mike, oh, I, Mike Tyson? I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, Mike, Mike Tyson's a man. Like, I met him. I think I met him about three times now. I met him once at the gym. I met him at a, a, the show that he puts on. He, he has a great show. Mm. He's so honest with the show, and he tells you everything that he does. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh man, like, as a boxer, you're like, how did you, you know, become champion doing all that stuff? Like, yeah. Yeah. there's some crazy stories. And uh, meeting Larry Holmes, he was probably the best jabber in the heavyweight division. It was mm. great to meet him mm. um, and get some advice on how to throw a jab. Holyfield, another great person mm. who's a great friend with Kevin. So um, him and Kevin get along real well. So it was great to meet him. And I, I think I met a few other fighters that, uh, that I really look up to. It was no, I, I sort of fanboy out, man, sometimes when I meet oh, these yeah. big, big names. Yeah, man, yeah. I get more excited. Yeah. Yeah. What are those? Uh, you mean those Russian boys, the Klitschkovs? Yeah, I I, I um, sparred with Klitschko in Florida, so I met him. Um, I haven't met his brother, but I've met. Um, uh, oh, here's another guy. Uh, I mean, and I met a few other people, like uh, say Chris Brown, um, uh, what's Bruno Mars, and people like that. They come and perform here. Yeah, but I, I saw a couple of uh, posts of you and Israel Dag and Kurt and a few of the lads in Las Vegas just recently. Was that just your standard Vegas tour? Guide. Oh, I think it was uh, last year. Or the just it was the you know they came over and it was the first time meeting them. You know, meeting the boys and yeah. we got together and you know we're like, it's like we as soon as we got together it's like we knew each other for ages. Yeah. So it was great. And we went out for dinner. They came to sparring and we caught up and sort of showed them around and they, they loved it here. And, I'm, and now I'm real close with all those boys that that, that came up and uh, and met me here. And I understand the Sevens boys when they are playing in Vegas have come to your camp as well and you've put them through their paces. How do, how do you find yeah. them on a level of fitness compared to yours? I mean, like the, the Sevens boys, they, you know, running-wise, they'll smash me any day. But, mm. I mean, boxing is just a little bit different where you're using your arms. So mm. I think if they tried boxing, um, it would be a little different for them. But if I if I ran as much as they did, it would be different for me as well. Mm. But I know they came to the gym, showed them around. Um, they were really interested in, in, in watching and seeing what we did here. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, uh, Huey Fury, mate. Um, an interesting one. Interesting family. He's got a... Bit of a crazy background. Um, was he a traveller or a gypsy? Or was that gypsy, the same thing? Yeah. So gypsy, yeah, gypsy. Yeah, yeah. Have you um, have you ever watched that that gypsy wedding program? No, no, I haven't. But if you you can send it free, I'll have a look at it yeah. later. Did you ever see it? it was, um, mm. And they would have like um, the bare knuckle boxing fights. Mm. 
to like the between the two tribes or the, mm. the different travelling families and stuff, and that's how they would either settle a debt or an argument. The leader yeah. wow. fight yeah. each other. Or the movie Snatch wow. with Brad Pitt's character, oh, yeah. of course, is yeah. the gypsy also, boss. Also gypsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think his dad was a, I think his dad was the like the the man. Or yeah, was okay. his dad or his dad's dad was the like the gypsy man like beat up everyone and yeah. everyone was scared yeah. of him. That's what I heard. So yeah. do, do you get like um, do, do some of these guys like would you have a, would you share a text with this guy saying, oh hey bro, yep, sweet, see you soon? Or is there like any communication between the camps? Um, or any oh, I, 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 I message. I used to message. I messaged his cousin a few times and we are mm. uh, yeah. Tyson Fury and we yeah. messaged each other and uh, all the best and he wished me luck for my fights and messaged yeah. guys like. Klitschko, David Hay, yeah. but I haven't I haven't really messaged uh, Huey. You know, if he does message me or whatever, I'll just you know, what's up, man? I look yeah. forward to yeah. fighting yeah. you soon. Yeah. Let's get it on. And obviously, trash talk is not your style. And the lead up to the Ruiz fight was pretty, you know, pretty amicable between you and you and yeah. Andy Ruiz. But if you were to get some trash talk from Huey, what I'd imagine you'd just laugh that kind of thing off. Yeah, I, I think I tried it once. It didn't work for me. Like I sound like. A, I don't know what I sound like, but I don't sound like a professional trash talker. Yeah. Not at all. So I think, I don't know if he does uh, talk trash, I'll just, uh, you know, like you say, laugh it off or mm. walk away or I don't know, just, you know. Yeah. Or I might, I might give it back, who knows, I might surprise him. I'm like, what yeah. would I say? Yeah. Bro, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll watch out for it. Man, that Andy Louise, yeah. he was a, he's a lovely guy. Eh? I, mm. I thought, what mm. an outstanding sportsman. Mm. And it's the feedback after the fight, you know, like it. He, for me, it was like a, what a, quite a nice, and, and yourself, you're both fantastic role models. It was nice to have a bit of a, mm. a change of pace there. Yeah. Oh, it was. It's, it's, uh, for me, and, and Andy himself, we felt like you know, boxing is a gentleman's sport. And back in the day, it never used to be like that until Muhammad Ali, you know, one of the greatest, came out and said, you know, calling people out, um, yeah. you know, saying he's going to knock them out this round and this round. But I guess it was quite, it was quite good just to see a bit of something different. Yeah. Uh, compared to like someone like David Hay and, and Tony Bellow, they were yeah. going at it yeah. um, from in the UK. So I think uh, we just you know, went about our business. We were prepared. We, you know, and then at the end, you know, he was gracious in defeat, which was uh, it's quite hard to uh, yeah. accept the loss when he thought he won. I mm-hmm. thought I won. So I think it was, overall it was a good good experience for us. <clears throat> and pretty special moment when um, your parents met, met Andy Ruiz's parents. That was quite a special yeah, yeah. moment there. You know, you don't see that often in boxing. I think that really struck a chord with people. I was like, I think Andy was talking. Like, Andy, come over here. And he goes, what, what's up, man? I go, hey, this is my mom. Hey, hey, mom, this is Andy. We want to beat each other up soon. <laughs> and then I went over and said hi to his parents. And they were lovely people. They uh, they came in and you know, really supported their son. So it was, it was good to just something different from the trash talk and all the aggression that everyone shows in yeah. boxing. So Huey, Huey, it's a tough one to say, Huey Fury. Yeah. I, I thought you were saying Harry. So, <laughs> mate, what can we expect from him in the fight? What do you think he's going to bring, and how are you going to counter it? Oh, for me, when I watched the, the footage of us um, that I could find, I think he's going to bring a lot of movement, um, a lot of speed, and he's going to use his uh, just the distance. You know, he uses the ring w- really well. So, what I have to do to counter that is just to put on the attack, put on the pressure, and chase him down, and hopefully land a big, big shot that's going to KO him. Yeah. yeah. And would you um, you be looking for a knockout, or you're happy to go 12 rounds and, and win on points? Oh, like well, some of the fights, you know, when I went into the fight, one of the fights I went in the fight looking for a knockout, and the knockout never came. Mm. Most of the fights that I go in just to look, just to look to to box and and do what I do, the knockout eventually comes. So, so I'm gonna just stick to that, and I'm gonna go in and, and box. And what if the knockout comes? I'll be very happy. Everyone will be happy, yeah. and then we'll have a great night of celebration. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great plan. Mate, just a question, because I don't know a lot about boxing. I've, I've kind of hit the side of a barn. But do, do some guys, obviously the Tysons and the David Tours, do they have a fight plan to knock someone out? 
and it's like no yeah, I think I think like like I like uh, yeah Tyson and David Tua because the power that they have like I don't know if I've never you know experienced Tua's power but I'm sure he had deadly power mm. so I think with him and knocking everyone out I'm sure he went into the fight saying I'm going to knock you out yeah. Is there anyone you've sparred with that um, you, you may not have actually boxed with, but you've sparred with who just has unbelievable power? And you're, th- you're thinking, oh, I'll be, actually be a bit worried to hop in the ring with this person. Andy Ruiz in 2013 when I sparred oh. him for the first time. I was just fresh on the scene as a professional. Yeah. He's been a pro for two, three years. Mm-hmm. And he punched me the hardest I've ever punched in my whole life. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I took, Kev took me to sparring and I sparred him. And he punched me so hard and chased me around for four rounds. And I'm like, Kev, stop the sparring. And then like the next sparring, Kev was like, I want to go back next week. Um, and I said to Kev, uh, no, you're going to take me back to get another hiding? And then he just goes, they trust, you know, trust in the process, man. Trust. So I trusted yeah. him. And then we eventually we got better and better. And then at the end of it, it's, it's, it was like a competition, competitive spar. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but Kevin Barry, now he, he he's your trainer, but... So he covers the boxing and the fitness and the like, the prep, or do you break down the nutrition, the fitness, and then he just focuses on the boxing? So, so Kevin focuses on boxing, and there's a lot of things that he does in the background. He he focuses on the boxing, the opponents he looks for. He um, sets up all my appointments with neuromuscular specialists, massages, all these other different things. So he does a lot, um, and his wife Tina does all the nutrition. She's a very good cook, and she likes to mix it up and. Like if, if it wasn't delicious, then I'll you know. But she, she makes very nice food. I just finished having a nice pasta with some sort of meat, and yeah, it was good. Nice. I'm full. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the heavyweight division. Um, I guess you'd almost say it went through a lull for a period there with Klitschko dominating, but so many big names emerging. Obviously, Joshua, um, Bello getting the win over over Hay, Deontay Wilder. Um, yeah. Who would be? Who would you want to take on if you get past Fury? Who would be your choice? If I get past Fury, I would like to fight uh, either Tyson Fury or Joshua. Mm. Like I feel like uh, you know, I want to fight. I want to fight the best in the world, and I want to test myself against him. And I just want to see where I'm at. And I uh, like back in the day, there used to be a time where all the heavyweights, top heavyweights, fought each other. Yeah. And they you know they had two, three, four fights, and they you know all of the best challenged each other. Yeah. Nowadays, a lot of the best fighters try and avoid fighting top fighters. Yeah. But I'd love to get in there and fight the best. Mm. <clears throat> Did you, um, did you, I don't know if you read stuff, but did you, or see the, the, the article about Jeremy Stanley, who has the Joseph Parker Appreciation Society, and um, Jeremy Stanley, obviously former All Black, and uh, Joe Stanley's son, they, um, they had an account where they put money into each week, and then wherever your next fight is, they go and support you, and they've been, oh, wow. they've been hoping for a fight in Vegas, so um, they're coming to Vector Arena, but they're really yeah. hoping that your next one is in Vegas so they get a boy strip. <laughs> oh, tr- trust me. I think uh, you know as much as I love our country, I think it was, I think uh, moving forward we might be able, might be moving away from New Zealand, maybe yeah. fighting in the UK or here in Vegas. So mm-hmm. tell them we're, we're really close. Just keep saving up. We're, we're nearly there, and you guys can come enjoy a Vegas trip. I'd like to go to Vegas. So yeah, I don't oh. need to get back there. MGM Grand, um, Joshua V Parker. How about that? Oh, bro, that'll be sick. MGM yeah. Grand. I think they got a brand new uh, arena, T-Mobile Arena. It's massive. Yeah. I think it holds 20, 15 to 20,000, um, maybe. Or more, I don't know. Yeah, but I'll it's, it's a big stadium. I'd love to fight there. Hey, have you yeah. watched any of the UFC there? I've watched a lot of fights here. I've watched McGregor. I've watched uh, well, mostly McGregor fights. Um, yeah. Dana White is good friends with Kev, so he hooks oh. us up with tickets yeah. right next to the... So, it's yeah, it's a good gig. <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> 
Hey Joe, we'll throw a few questions at you from our social media audience. Um, so we got one yeah, yeah. through Facebook, and the question was: So New Zealand, we've had David the Terminator Tour or the Tour Man. We've had Jimmy Thunder, um, Joseph Parker. Where's your ring name? <laughs> That's, you know, we've been, we've been coming up for uh, different ideas throughout the years, but nothing has really stuck with it. Um, so I, I mean, like for the person that asked the question, I'd love for them to. It's just send some ideas, like I mean, and then we can all decide. We can all sort of decide together which one suits me. Yeah. What like about it. the person that picks the, the the name gets to go to Vegas to your next fight? How about that? <laughs> oh. Yeah. That? If I that fight in good. Vegas, yeah. Yeah. That'll yeah. be you know that's that's an option. <laughs> I like it. Hey, the other one. This came through Twitter, and it is: What is your prediction for the Klitschko v Joshua fight? Uh, for me, I'll have to go with. Joshua, just because he's young and strong, but I mean, Klitschko, if he upsets, man, he's got experience and he's really good at defensively, so I'll go for Joshua, but it's a hard one to pick for me. Nice. And here's one from me, mate, actually. So I'm training for a charity fight coming up in May as well. Novice boxer, never never boxed before. What is the one piece of advice you'd give to um, rank amateur boxers out there? One, one piece of advice, or two, actually. One, mm-hmm. one first one is be fitter than the person you're fighting. Be mm-hmm can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, when you feel you can do whatever you want, and the second one is use the jabs, you set up everything. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. I'll tell so my fitness team is that. key. Beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, mate, what, what, what are the details of the fight in terms of uh, pay-per-view, what we should expect, and um, why we should be dialing in and uh, having a look at this fight? And it's May 6th, isn't it? May 6th. May 6th yeah. Yeah. It, it's May 6th. I'm um, not sure on pay-per-view yet. I think Duco Events hasn't, haven't uh, really... Um, announced that yet, but uh, ticket sales, tickets on sale. I think you can expect another great night of. I think my brother's fighting on the undercard. We have another Russian fighter who's with us. He's also fighting on the undercard, and a few exciting fights. And then I want to do my best to put on a great show again, like I did the last. Hopefully, the last one was was great for people to watch, and yeah. it'll be great just to be there back in New Zealand. Great to have the support, and uh, hopefully, my my uh, my my brother Jerome kind of doesn't run away from. He ran away from the last fight. I think is <laughs> one of the. One of his uh, kids was six. They ran away. So hopefully he stays yeah. for the entire fight. That's uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Perfect. Mate, is, is yeah. there is there a little bit of banter between you and the OBs? Obviously, good mates with Jerome, and you now know Israel Dag. But um, in terms of leading up to that fight, will we see a few more of those fellas on the side or outside the ring? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I, you know, like uh, Jerome, kind of. You know, when I was an amateur growing up, and I had didn't have many fights and no one really knew me he you know he invited me out to to hang with him and party with him and like back then man i was showing off to my friends like man i'm hanging out with jerome man and you know this is my boy and then like you know we'll be become great friends ever since so he's he's actually looked after me ever since i was uh wasn't really known in that so really appreciate him uh doing that for me back in the days but you'll see a lot of the all blacks boys there they they always support and uh from the support from them you know just keeps helps helps me uh press on Mm-hmm. That mutual respect is cool, eh? Like, yeah. yes, we, we see it on Twitter and social media and stuff, but um, you know, they have a huge respect for what you do, and mm-hmm. it, it seems to be vice versa. That's, that's pretty cool. Huge, yeah. yeah. Hey, and with the All Blacks, um, huge series coming up against the Lions, first time in 12 years they've been here. Could you give us a prediction on the three test series? How, how do you think it will go? Oh, you know my thoughts, man. It's All Blacks all the way. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah. um, like for me, I support the boys, and like, uh, if I can't, if I don't know where to find uh, the the game, Taylor Barry will find the live. You know, we watch the live updates and everything. So yeah. we're always uh, supporting the boys and um, you know, supporting them from afar. You know, if we were there, we'd love to watch the games. But the All Blacks are going to win three, oh, three of them. We, we heard it here, three nil, three nil. Okay, yeah. okay. Beautiful. <laughs> hey mate, um, we'll let you go shortly. I just uh, was just thinking that probably 
another good reason to get to this fight is it could be your last one in New Zealand for quite some time. So, you know, I don't want to say never, but, um, you know, you're going to be on to big and better things in, in you know, Vegas and UK and stuff. So it's probably a little, probably a good idea and a good option to get yeah. get up to see this one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you actually, yeah, you're actually, you're actually right. It's probably, probably, yeah, probably is the last one in New Zealand for a while. Mm. So I would love to come back and fight, you know, in the future if I can unify and all that. But I think at the moment it'll probably be the last one. They will move on. So yeah, it's another great reason, like you said, to come along and watch and enjoy a great atmosphere, enjoy a great night of, if you're sitting on the tables, food. If you're sitting on the crowd, great screaming crowd yeah. cheering us on. Yeah. And for those that haven't been to a boxing bout before, mate, it's just something quite special, different to any other sporting event. I've been to a couple of your fights, David Tours fights. There's just something different, something electric. Um, when you see yeah, the yeah, main yeah. event hits and the two boxers walk out, the ring, it's a pretty special experience. Man, that, that song, uh, the last song um, for my last fight, man, that gave me goosebumps, the, yeah. the Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was walking out and I was getting nervous myself. Usually I get nervous, I'm like, holy damn. <laughs> That's an intense song, one of my favourites, yeah. actually, mate. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joe, all the best um, for May 6. We'll be rooting, rooting for you as all the All Blacks in the whole of New Zealand, mate. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to being back soon. Thanks, bro. Thanks for coming on the All Blacks podcast. Oh, oh, oh.